Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave <coughs> Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Pita Vejagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own shivaness, your own self. The one self being all is being you. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhavanamu Namaha. Your precious body. You have a body. How wonderful this is. How precious your body is. Even if it is imperfect, and every body is imperfect, just like every rose is imperfect. Even if your body is imperfect, it is precious. One of my babies was born with a small birthmark on his face. They told me it might fade or it might not. I used to kiss the birthmark so he wouldn't grow up feeling like it was a flaw. It was simply part of who he was. It did fade. And he is still who he is with or without the birthmark. Your body is so precious, you wouldn't be alive without it. You want to keep your body for as long as you can, 
and to have it be in good shape all the way through. If you had a special car that you wanted it to be in good shape for decades to come, you'd take very good care of it. Are you taking care of your body in that way? Hmm. Maybe some recalibration is needed. While your body is a prerequisite for life on earth, the yogic texts caution against identifying with your body. It's a little strange to have a discipline that works with your body, be cautioning against getting enamored with it. Other systems that work with your body encourage your identification with it, from bodybuilding to dance and fashion. There, you are your body. But the yogic texts say no. Verse 137 of the Viveka Chudamani says, Delusion makes you consider this short-lived body to be real. Identifying with it, you nourish it, bathe it, and preserve it by means of pleasurable sense objects by which you become bound like the caterpillar in the threads of its cocoon. You spin the web in which you will die. Except it's only your body that dies. You do not. That is the point of this verse, that your body, may it live for decades to come, is still short-lived. Your body is not the ultimate reality, that which this text calls the real. You are more than your body, yet your body is important. It is to be treasured. Yoga poses work with your body, providing you with strength, as well as flexibility, health, and youth, and vitality. Yet none of these are the goal of the poses. The whole system is a way of using your body to tame your mind. This is delightfully obvious at the end of a yoga class. I especially love hearing students report at the end of one of our newcomers' yoga classes. We ask them for a word that describes how they feel after 90 minutes of Swarupa Yoga. They say things like peaceful, expanded, quiet, bliss, free. These are not descriptions of their body. Physical descriptions would be like relaxed, stretched out, rested or refreshed. And maybe they feel that way as well. But what they notice most is the inner quality of being that yoga provides. This is the point. We work with your body to settle your mind so you can experience the deeper dimensionality that is your own essence. Along the way, your body does become healthier, stronger, more flexible, younger, and more alive. The aliveness matters. It matters a lot. Amongst all the other physical benefits, this enlivening, which I'll call pronification, this enlivening is the most important. Why? Because the enlivening makes you able to perceive the inner openings and subtle experiences that are described in the texts, like energy flowing through my spine, 
and through my whole body. Inner lights and colors. Bliss filling me from inside. Deepening into a knowingness, the wordless knowing that underlies everything. If you want to feel these things, you need to enliven your body as it is the doorway to your own presence, to your own self here in this earthly plane. Unfortunately, most people don't really treasure their body. Few people pay attention to it unless it hurts or gives them some other troubles. I've seen many yogis sharply awakened to the importance of their body by receiving a life-threatening diagnosis suddenly they realize that their body is important to them. Yes, your body is important. It is very important. And you are not your body. You live in your body, like you live in your house or apartment, but you are not your home, and you are not your body. You are not your mind either. Most people identify with their mind more than with their body. Even their pursuit of sense pleasures, named in the earlier verse from the Viveka Chudamani, is all about mind. When you experience something pleasurable, your mind stops. And when your mind stops, all the inner whirling, all the craziness, all the turmoil stops. In that moment, you experience peace. More than peace, you get a peek inward a taste of who you really are, Swarupa, your own divine essence. This matters more than anything else. Then your mind starts up again. It is your mind that keeps you from being able to see all the way inward. It's a cosmic setup. Shiva, the one reality, became you in order to forget his own Shivaness. He did this by becoming mind. Atma Chittam, Shiva Sutras 3.1, Chapter 3, Sutra Number 1. Atma Chittam, the self is mind. An alternate translation, mind gives you your sense of self. This sutra is in the third chapter of the text. The earlier chapters explain that your essence is divine. You are Shiva, but Shiva in order to be you, takes on veils or layers of delusion. So your condition described in this sutra is Atma Chittam. I am my mind. <laughs> this is where everyone starts. It's like this. Your mind says, this happened to me. Even though it was long ago, I still remember. I hang on to it by constantly thinking about it. My mind is lost in the past. Or your mind says, maybe this will happen in the future. Oh, no. What if something like this happens? I keep whirling around all the painful possibilities. My mind is lost in the future. Or your mind says, other people did these things. Or they're doing them right now. My mind is going crazy about it. Oh, my mind. Oh, my mind. Oh, my mind. I am my mind. Baba told a story about a wealthy businessman whose family brought him to Nityananda. The businessman came with his wife, 
a driver, and two personal attendants. Why so many people? Because he'd lost his mind. He couldn't manage simple things anymore. He didn't always recognize the people around him. They asked Nityananda to help him. They said he owns four factories and has over a thousand employees. He used to be on top of everything. He used to be in charge of everything. Now he cannot even feed himself. Please, Baba, please, please, please help him. Nityananda said it was impossible. The man had destroyed his own mind. I'll use a metaphor to explain it. Like when you pour water in a bucket. For him, it was like pouring water in a sieve. He didn't take care of his mind, and it was full of holes. It's easy to understand that you must take care of your body, but you must also take care of your mind. This is where everyone starts, with needing help for their mind. This is the beginning of the story. Your mind needs help. This is the middle of the story as well. And this theme continues through your whole sadhana, your whole spiritual process, right up to the end moment when you realize, I am Shiva. I have a mind, but I am not my mind because I am Shiva. Along the way, you get glimpses, hints, and tastes of your own Shivaness. One way is with the mantra that we'll use for meditation in a little bit. Most importantly, Shaktipat initiation awakens the power of consciousness within you. So the deeper inner knowing of your own shivaness arises whenever you give it time and space to do so. That's called meditation. I began by saying your body is important. Your body is very important. Yet you are not your body. Now I'm saying that your mind is important. Your mind is very important. Yet you are not your mind. This one is harder to understand. Why? Because you are trying to use your mind to understand that you are not your mind. It's like trying to use a teaspoon to empty a swimming pool. It's going to take a while. In a Shaktipat tradition, we use more powerful processes. Instead of trying to convince yourself that you are more than your mind, the guru makes the self arise within you. So you experience the more that you are, oh Shiva. And once you've experienced your own Shivaness, your own self, you know there is more to you. I'll go back to the swimming pool. Except instead of swimming in a pool, you're swimming in the ocean. In fact, instead of swimming in the ocean, you are the whole ocean of consciousness and more, oh Shiva. I've insisted that you are not your body and that you are not your mind. I'll go a step farther and say, you are not your body and your mind put together. You are more. So much more, oh Shiva. Yet your body and your mind are both very important. They are precious. Chitti Sangho Chatma Chaitanopi Sangho Chitta Vishvamayaha. Pratyabhidna Hrudayam, Sutra number four. Consciousness is the essence of the individual who embodies the entire universe. 
your body embodies your whole being, your body and mind embody the entire universe. It's like water becomes ice. Ice is a solid form of water, but it hasn't lost its essence. It is still water, simply in a different form. Ice embodies water fully. So when Shiva becomes you, Shiva doesn't lose his own essence. While you are being you, you are Shiva being you. I'll say that again. While you are being you, you are Shiva being you. Your body is the place where all this happens. This yoga honors your body as a living temple. It houses the one divine reality, Shiva, who is you. I have visited many holy temples of different religions in different countries and on different continents. It's wonderful to walk into that sacred space. There's a divine hush. It's there even when some people are talking. There's an undercurrent of silence somehow. Divine silence. I always pause after I walk in. Then I walk to the front or to the center, depending on the religion and how the temple is laid out. There's the sanctum, sanctorum. There's something there. Whatever object is enshrined, or even if it is empty space enshrined, there's something there. It's holy. It's the one divine reality in a particular place and form being accessible and available to all. You are that one divine reality. You are the one being in a particular place and form. Your own form is that one divine reality in a unique, individualized, specialized, sacred form. This is your body. And this is your mind, too. Now consider in a holy temple, where does the sacred extend to? Is it only in the sanctum sanctorum? Or does it fill the whole rest of the temple building? Is it only inside? Or does it extend to the grounds? I remember visiting Grace Cathedral, a beautiful Episcopal church on one of the highest hills of San Francisco. I got off the cable car at the top of the hill and walked across the blacktop to the curb. I stepped up on the little grass strip and crossed the cement sidewalk. And then I stepped onto cathedral property, placing my foot on the first stair leading up to the building. A bolt of energy shot up from the earth, filling me with divine bliss. I get it now as I describe that holy moment. The whole grounds are holy. The grass and the trees and the building and the stained glass windows and the pews and the altar up front. In the same way, your body is a living temple. It houses the one divine reality, O oh Shiva, 
How far does Shiva's sacred presence extend? Only through your heart? Or out through your arms and legs? How about down through your legs and feet? How about your head and face? And how about out into your life? You are a living temple of the one divine reality. Let your cosmic light shine inside and out. This is what the sutra is saying. You don't merely house the divine within you. You as an individual embody the entire universe. Your body is not merely a mound of flesh, muscle, bones, fat, blood, and organs. Your body is something wonderful. All holy places, all gods and all mantras are in it. The entire cosmos is mapped in your body. The yogic texts get very detailed about this, detailing your ten senses, the four aspects of mind, five pranas, five sheaths, and 720 million nadis or energy channels that make your body a living body, a living temple. Why do we love the photos of stars, nebulae, and galaxies? You look at one of those photos and you feel something inside. You feel the vastness of space, the glory of the light shining through space. It's all inside you. You will experience this in meditation. I have, and so will you. Maybe today. Maybe not. It happens when you're ready. And if you're not ready yet, I'll tell you to do more yoga. It's like getting ready for a big exam. You put some time into preparation, and it happens. Meanwhile, just like you'd clean a temple, you must care for your body so that it can house the divine in a beautiful way and for a long time. And take care of your mind. Don't fill it with garbage. Fill it with light. Temples are centers of worship, but they are also centers of work. Every temple I've visited had people sweeping the floors and walkways. Every ashram I've stayed in had volunteers cooking the meals and feeding people. Every holy site to which I've been fortunate to pilgrimage, had people waiting to help me with my visit. The seva, the holy work, is done by those who want to offer themselves to serve others. The work makes a difference in both practical as well as mystical ways. My Baba said, a body that does no work is of no use. You're supposed to work. To make a contribution. I mean, really, why are you here? Why do you have a body? It's not just for pleasure seeking. It's not just about getting other people to like you. Your mind and body are best used when they're put into service, making a contribution that uplifts the world. Most people make their choices based on pleasure seeking and pain avoidance. What this means is they're actually interested in quieting their mind, 
pleasure stops your mind and you experience self. Pain avoidance is about avoiding pain, yes, but it's also about a quiet mind. Pain and the fear of pain churn your mind. I've had yogis tell me recently that they've quit tracking the news. When I ask why, they say it's because the news churns their mind. Yes, and so does the weather. How will you avoid that? Yoga gives you tools to quiet your mind. And when your mind is quiet, you experience the deeper dimensionality within. Meditation is the time you dedicate to this inner exploration. Plus, meditation helps your body. It takes care of your mind and helps your body heal. It's a twofer. Technically a threefer. Your mind is improved, your body is improved, and you get to know your own self. Baba said that you find this only when your body is no longer given over to the gratification of your senses, but is dedicated to a higher purpose. This is why he said you must work. You must give to others. You must contribute to the quality of this world. When you reach the end of your life, what will you say you did that was worthwhile? When you're done with your precious body, will you say, I ate 93,000 meals? Will you say, I bathed 30,000 times? Will you say, I spent one-third of my life asleep? Are these accomplishments? Are they what you're here for? Or will you say, I attained the highest level of human consciousness, enlightenment? I will say, I served my guru. I served God by serving you. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.